So the time now is 2.30 a.m. And I've been paying attention since about 1. And uh, so I don't know if I'm just noticing a change in natural um, nervous composition, maintenance time. Like the physiology has a natural time. When within a certain range that uh, um, health is maintained, like like the sun rises at a particular time, yeah, and that time could vary depending on several factors, depending on you know the um, the axis of rotation of the earth. If there's any changes in you know that those all changes uh, when we notice the sunrise or when we notice the sunset, yeah, or when we um, when we are noticing a full moon, say for example, um, for example, the Eid festival is dependent on when the moon is seen. Yeah, so there are variations depending on which uh, uh, there are factors depending on which these variations happen. So I'm noticing now at the one. Um, so uh, what I'm saying here is what I'm noticing as a difficulty maybe my own natural rhythms that i'm paying attention to um and in that variation i'm seeing uh, right now one one it used to be i used to think the brahma happens at you know um some say it's so 4 4 30. um i used to often think it is according to my birth time uh, and then uh, which well my mom said 3 30. yeah but um so maybe I have been paying attention more. So it's a like a, a, it's a, a orientation, a prejudice maybe. That that's when my uh, day begins. But um, um, but then I've also been noticing that there are changes. You know, there's a before after uh, kind. So um, so now I'm noticing a certain nervous system. Um, maintenance if that is a word if that is the word um, at, at around uh, one so um, this is also part of my research you could say yeah but I am um, tending to more think in terms of okay so what so what I'm saying here is uh, the factors by which I'm paying attention um, may not be so decidedly there but there are so i may be um noticing things from the subconscious conscious unconscious and there's also something called asturia which is beyond the unconscious um so now these may be categorization of the levels of mind yeah based on different people's categorization of how the mind has been um, um perceived or um it's like you have this organ that breathes, yeah, that helps in breathing, and somebody called it a lung, yeah. And uh, so, the, it's lung is not a word that is there on that organ, yeah. We call it something, we give it a name. Similarly, a person is a person, and we give the person a name by which to identify a person. So, um, 
the mind may have been categorized as these four based on somebody's um, idea of how um, of finding a way by which to categorize things yeah so in that sense uh, when we say brain waves um, and we are saying five um, that may also be a categorization based on available resources based on available tools and then um, we say it's again a range yeah a range within which um, brain waves are uh, measured so um, what am I saying here is what I'm appreciating here may be um, a facet of what I'm uh, of how I'm perceiving things yeah but I'm perceiving something I'm noticing a change and th and this is like a constant like um, the earth has seasons again I'm repeating myself I know but I'm also speaking um, during you know um, several facets of the pandemic yeah which also has its effect on our on our um, um, individual and collective uh, brain waves so to speak yeah uh, health so and I'm repeating myself but uh, I think it is important to just uh, say this um, okay so what I was saying is earth has seasons yeah so it's not definite times kind then we, we have established a calendar and um, based on that we say you know this is how it moves um, this is how the seasons move and the seasons are different from uh, for each continent kind um, depending on where um, which part of the globe you're in yeah um, so like this uh, sunrise and sunset has different timings um, according to the axis of rotation uh, axis of the earth and uh, direction where the sun is and um, okay that direction where the sun is look at what I'm saying axis of rotation and um, um, and then there are uh, what's called as uh, what is it called uh, there is another word when the earth is um, um, moving through what is it called as uh, it's not really a breathing but it's a phase where you know uh, because of which they've been calling it as a global warming versus ice age yeah where uh, um, uh, there's, there's somebody who's done work on that yeah saying that every so many years um, it becomes uh, there, there moves from global warming and sometimes it moves through the ice age uh, thing and it is about what maintains uh, the balance between them. so <clears throat> now I'm thinking in terms of what maintains a balance between because I think earth is also a person yeah who has been moving through like uh, if you consider mer mercury you know, all of the universe is, is said to be made out of um, salt mercury and sulfur in terms of alchemical um, considerations but if you think that earth is also a person then um, uh, then um, this person has been attempting to become better like every person every person right from birth is attempting to become better um, and uh, earth is uh, has been facing um, hot times and you know ice times sometimes we are we blowing we are blowing hot and cold so earth as a person also blows hot and cold so uh, so what is what is going to help earth the person uh, find that um, balance in between yeah um, and I'm noticing and we are we've been calling it as uh, Hatha maybe no well it may not be Hatha but we probably call it as the Sun and the moon yeah 
But if we consider that the sun is uh, blazing hot and the moon is uh, uh, cold, if uh, the word or black, uh, and it's uh, reflecting the light, yeah. Um, so accordingly, it is. Uh, so you can call it as the ice. Yeah, uh, when it is uh, too hot, it becomes water or vapor, and otherwise it is ice. Yeah, so depending on um, um, can it receive sufficient light or temperature, um, ice becomes. Um, you know, it's one of the three states. Now, so um, you could call it as a hatha too. So it is. So in a way, you could say hatha yoga is about keeping the um, opposites, extremes, if that's a word, in in a certain balance, so that we are functioning appropriately. So that's one way to look at it too. So I might do this in sections, but um, I thought it is important. Uh, maybe I'm just uh, recording a normal human physiology thing. But as I'm speaking this, I'm not noticing so much of attention, but I am, there is repeated words that I'm saying. Um, so which is also in some way reflecting of, I'm going again on a repeat there which is uh, again in a, in a way re reflective of uh, what happens in the um, people may have called it as the as nature and nurture but I tend to call it uh, um, as a masculine and feminine sides um, which is also has been called as nature and nurture okay um, now you could look at it that way um, or you could uh, uh, also see in terms of every person has a masculine and feminine side because every person is made from a sperm and an ovum yeah so you can look at that look at it that way too and then we are going through these different effects from the pandemic yeah so um for the purpose of this uh, uh voice capture recording i'm tending to um, stick more with the masculine and feminine because uh, in terms of yoga, um, which is my interest too, as a health facilitator, to see what will have us be, uh, you know, come to health, wealth, and wisdom in a sustainable manner, and for which um, paying attention to the um, masculine and feminine nature nurture aspects is important. So, um, um, and when we are keeping it together, is when I'm calling it as yoga, but it, but it's not just yoga. But it's also about uh, life moving smoothly. So it's about how are we living life, what choices are we making while we are keeping different aspects together, while we are ongoingly, say, enriching our um, broth in terms of cooking, in terms of um, kitchen alchemy. I mean, that's like big word. But um, everything is a, is a form of... Uh, um, bettering, developing iteration in terms of software terminology. So, um, so what would enrich the broth in terms of cooking kitchen terminology uh, would be when we are adding different ingredients, and then um, uh, and then we appreciate um, the dish that comes out. As um, now we can reproduce this re this recipe, but um, yoga also can be seen as you know what what is that we are including in our experience and such that um, um, we are including what has been hitherto excluded so that there is a coming together there's a wholesomeization from um, including um, and then 
seeing how this inclusion um it's not just it's not just about bettering what we have it's it's not just advantage like i have um two arms and um here i have discovered a leg yeah and until now i didn't know that i had a leg now i have a leg so it it's not about you know what how what can i use my leg for but more in ter- in terms of oh i have a leg and what is this about yeah what is uh, what what kind of movements does a does a leg do yeah um what are its uh, uh, features um in those terms of appreciation rather than what can i do with my legs yeah because i think we t- we tend to have a utilitarian mindset do we see something to um when we see something for, for more than appreciating it we uh, use it and then see okay i can use this for this this is completely useless but it could also be that what you're using is actually something harmful and you think oh you know it, it's all shiny and nice and uh, it's it's got these things we can use it but it may actually be um you know this is not something you should be messing with yeah so appreciation um respect the unknown um so right now if you notice my uh, talk is getting slightly dark yeah so the movement through the light and dark you know the the positive and negative is also part of how um life moves yeah we we may have a liking for or positive um but negative is also part of it yeah birth and death is um different aspects of life so um even during a day there is these movements between um inhalation and exhalation yeah um so um um so if you're going to say inhalation is all nice exhalation is bad then we would have a problem with our breathing yeah um similarly uh, maybe our quality of life when we say positive is good negative is bad and we are you know regularly trying to avoid the negative we don't know what we're missing yeah and how much we're missing up our own lives um and then we have exclusion you know um uh, this way of thinking is fine that way of thinking is not fine and then we have you know cross boundaries issues um and then we say you know there there used to be this idea of paganism and then you know uh, destroy the pagan cultures but um, uh, basically um, because there's only one god so there historically there has been certain tension between how uh, what is right and what is wrong has been perceived and then how we deal with what we consider to be wrong has been in some way violent and and hence i'm uh, alluding to the idea of exclusion excluding the negative as in that which is not conducive with our way of thinking maybe what we're calling as negative and then how we are dealing with what me what we have uh what is not conducive to our way of thinking yeah in other words it's the unknown or other than uh, our accepted um values of what is of, of what has traditionally been accepted as good or bad right or wrong which may not have been um, you know paid closer attention to since like i have the word that comes coming to mind is donkey's years yeah like like forever because we may have been thinking like this is how life is lived you never question um but um in light of different discoveries by science and you know different different facets of different kinds of studies um 
paying attention to what has always been i'll give you an example there was this um, i've heard the story of a household i don't know if i can mention this but um uh, they used to always worship um um i've heard this i don't know if this is true okay so this family used to worship a certain idol yeah and uh, so one day this person was um, doing puja and a light shone on uh, the idol and it, and it, you know a light fell on the idol and it shone like really shone so he went and looked at that uh, the idol very closely and discovered it's a crystal and uh, it's it's a very ancient crystal and um, uh, so um similarly maybe our textbooks yeah uh, uh, what i'm saying is we may be just keeping them you know as holy and sacred um and then maybe even doing puja but we may not have really examined what is it we are looking at yeah what are these values that we are holding as as so sacred but not really understanding what is sacred about it or why is it sacred why has it been regarded as sacred um and hence it's not just about the material value but i'm talking about concepts talking about in terms of um virtues which has been found timelessly sustaining so if you're not paying attention to these textbooks in terms of those then we are missing out a, a whole wealth of what would have life become healthy um and if you're just going to do puja yeah or uh, do our religious rituals without really knowing uh, for example why is the candle lit to begin with or why is the diya lit why is the incense um uh, used in the in the home in the home spaces uh, we would just simply by blindly be doing things because our ancestors say it's a good thing to do but if you go and kind of appreciate the scientific uh, uh thinking behind it and by how these practices have come about and why they do good to us why is it good to do you know to do these things then we would arrive at uh, one we would probably arrive at questions yeah um and if you think that questions are bad asking questions may you know when you're bouncing off of some people they might say i don't know there a lot we have a difficulty saying i don't know yeah so to avoid i don't know we kind of thwart people asking questions we have if you notice a lot of people have difficulty saying i don't know you ask them you know a direction to a place even if they don't know they'll say you know go straight go left or you know go go left and then go right and then you're going round and round if the person had just said i don't know we would you know our life would be so much easier um but the thing is i think we have a difficulty saying i don't know and um, uh, so that may be one reason why we have been thwarting questions another thing is um as kids we would ha- we'd ask a lot of questions but i think a part of the synaptic pruning that happened is people are not really answering questions so instead of um, um you know guiding them to okay you go to the library and look for yourself or there's the internet look it up or you ask your teacher um we may be shushing our, our kids from asking questions because there will be like question all the time why this what that where we are going a lot of questions uh we may be thinking that to be like a uh yeah, like a pest yeah always asking questions so if you're going to do all of that what happens with the child is then synaptic synaptic pruning by which they arrive at you know it's not so nice to ask questions because my mom or my dad gets violent you know they do this not uh, i'm all loved 
But when I ask questions, they are doing things that by which my perception says they don't love me. So in their understanding, they might stop asking questions or, you know, change the method of asking um, of inquiry from curio- from curiosity to just, you know, whatever you, uh, you dump on me, that is information. They just go into, you know, it's a little bit of a stupor. But that may be because of how we are treating, um, how, how we are uh, treating questions, our association with questions. And, our, and uh, we, may, we may be getting emotional or uh, reactive when we get questions. You know, um, um, if, it's, if there is more than, I don't, more than one or two I don't knows, we, we just say, you ask too many questions, you know, I have other things to do. Yeah, so those kind of reactions, like um, saying I don't know is bad. Like when you go to school and they ask, the teacher asks you a question and if you say I don't know, you might be punished. You know, why didn't you study and those kinds of things if I don't know that. You know, what, what is causing um, our, uh, our inhibition? Um, it, it's a, almost like a survival thing uh, that if you're, if you're saying I don't know, yeah, like you would be uh, denigrated or... Uh, see, looked down lowly upon, or something like that. So, the, in the survival of the fittest uh, way of thinking, maybe in some way, at some level, maybe you know, there may be this thinking that if you say I don't know, it's not a, it's not a fit thing. You might be um, discluded, <laughs> what <do> you say, <laughs> excluded, discounted in the uh, ranking system, for example, or maybe some such thing. It may not be ranking, but um, how people appreciate you if you say I don't know maybe less than if you simply give an answer an impressionistic awesome answer will be looked upon well than if you say I don't know so maybe it's coming from there um, I I know I deviated from there but our, um, but if that's going to have us come to why we um, may have been following along with uh, just value systems handed down through traditions and not really it's not about asking questions for the you know is it right is it wrong it's not about being judgmental but I think it's more about being curious to know why you're doing what you're doing and and that there would be answers if you only care enough to look through libraries um, the internet um, uh, you know elders in the in the community um, our parents are not the only source of finding answers and that may be a thought which a lot of people may not have had. Um, because we may think, okay, teachers teach a few things, parents teach a few things, grandparents teach a few things, you know, elders in the community, they have been teaching a few things. But that you can ask questions and see if they know the answer, or maybe somebody else knows the answer. But you would be able to arrive at um, values, reasons by which why things work. And then you are more wiser for it. Um, now, why did I say this? Well, I'm kind of tracing back to uh, where, I, where I think from. So now the time is 3.55. How? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm just uh, um, I'm rubbing my eye. So, okay. Now, um, so okay, what I'm also doing here is I'm kind of like also talking the things that may not be visible. If it was a video, you know, it would all be neat and nice. But um, you may think, okay, now you're kind of more you know, 
saying inconsequential things but um but that's also where uh, our aspect of i don't know or being human is you know always saying impressive things um so you know, having these intermittent in in between um lull uh very maybe calling it as laziness you know you know there's always this thing of be productive be productive so something in between may not be seen so as valuable so i don't know becomes like a question like you really how how intelligent are you how much have you been studying kind of thing um so value appreciation may be based on that on based on what you know rather than what you don't know um and then um so in my way of thinking uh, it, it's like what is missing is present by its absence or absent by its presence um so what that means is um a person may know but may just not know the words enough by which to express or they might know the words but don't really know you know what i've been calling it as they don't know the the mouth from their anus yeah they're saying words but don't really have the experience enough by which to speak certain things which is also true some people know something some things you know some things we don't know but um i don't know if we kind of gauge our uh, iq based on also that which is um not so wordedly um assessed as part of the what do you call it as uh, the aptitude test if that's a word um so and so these assessment may be only at the at competitive exam levels but we may be missing out on a lot of uh, talent um because uh, because they may not be coming with a certificate or with a uh, title um or with a degree by which to recognize them um i'm going to pause now because i'm kind of speaky speaky yeah um okay just to mention before i um forget this 1 o'clock to around 2 yeah there were several moments when i was just zonking off just going off i was paying attention to what's happening heaviness and um that irony kind but i was thinking you know somebody is either paying attention along with me you know because i've been talking here um on podcast and all that so i don't know if somebody is listening and then you know no, like let me also see if this is true you know if those kinds of things have been ha- uh, happening and um um and then um so in terms of wrinkle um wrinkle in time yeah there's this idea of the dark matter there who puts you through these torturous thoughts um until you remember genuine care which is when um meg um uh was able to come out of the grips of dark matter and uh, and then also able to bring her brother back home so um so around this around this 1 o'clock thing i don't know if i'm just if if this is just unique to me or uh, you know other people are also experiencing this but something to think about there is this there was this thing of you know negating me um like i'm i'm invalid what i'm saying is not valid kind of thing um or um uh, you're seeing everything as a problem yeah maybe it's not a problem or that i'm sitting up at this time in the, in uh, uh of the night and uh, 
paying attention to all of this while others are sleeping so it's a normal thing what i'm doing is abnormal yeah so um so so what i'm saying here partly maybe from other people maybe um listening along with me um who you know inspired or in some way checking if what i'm saying is true or it could also um and it could also be and i think it's also part of um what has been the pandemic we we calling as a dark and the light uh, visible and invisible from the river of unmindfulness yeah if that's a word yeah that's a word so some aspects of it coming from the river of unmindfulness some aspects coming from um maybe people i can actually i think here one or two people yeah around here but what i'm also saying here is there is this um um you know um educative system whereby you know listening to frequencies telepathy and um uh remote uh, um i wouldn't say astral projections but like remote uh, healing um reiki i don't know how much to the, what extent but there is um, hypnosis and those kinds of things um, many kinds of um i i don't know if clear is the word but i think more telepathic so um i don't know if, um well this this could um seem interesting but then these are all to the, uh, i i think even telepathy is a manifestation of inflammation I've, i i keep talking about this on my moj app um um on a profile at meristem intelligence so um that uh, i think telepathy is also in some way a form of um, uh inflammation talking to inflammation yeah we don't know um um how our nervous system is so much uh, affected that we kind of uh, hear um, voices in our heads um what that means is um non-verbally non-verbal talks monologues or dialogues in our heads and uh, um and then there is now um, there's this idea of frequency listening and all of that stuff so i don't know how much of that is um um uh to a point where you're actually doing so, so there's this practice of soul sync yeah which is also a form of a, a, a distance um healing or distance uh, something um so i'm thinking if there you know there's a pattern here and how um taking care i call this as a well wisher syndrome um you know we wish well uh, and hence uh, it's like you know saying oh i have a leg yeah now i can use this for this you know it's all good like is good similarly frequencies are good you know what then we actually uh, talk from um telepathically you're actually using advanced technology yeah but we may not be knowing our uh, mouth from our anus and uh, and because we haven't studied the pandemic of violence we haven't studied violence sufficiently to know what non violence is um and hence we don't know what inflammation is and because we don't know inflammation we don't know when we are inflamed yeah and so this telepathy may be a consequence of uh, those kinds of behavior uh, patterns which may be further um not causing yoga yeah causing instead entropy in the universe if that's the word you know one may be, uh, or wormholing uh in terms of cosmic uh, um types of astrophysics um if that's a word yeah um this wormholing and uh, this telepathy may be all kind of related 
in a software and hardware kind of thing um and on how they shop and hence uh, how this may be causing entropy yeah i'm just uh, extrapolating it um but i think there are um some things to think about because it is kind of not so healthy because i've been dealing with this uh, soul sync merging and all of that stuff since quite some time and how my system gets inflamed and then i need to really do nirbij yoga so that i'm not getting colluded with somebody else's stuff so much so that i so that i lose touch with who i am and uh, start behaving like somebody else who i'm not so mm. so just before i could come on the podcast i thought i i saw somebody um well that's a word maybe it's just a i'm just a little bit of a clair maybe but i thought somebody uh, you know did the cross um like pray cross um and then i think uh, until such um i was having a difficulty speaking i was kind of zonking out and now i'm talk 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 so it's either my brain kind of now tuned in only to speaking while earlier i was paying attention to the river of unmindfulness or everybody's kind of moved away now that i'm speaking um that i'm in some way maybe like a radio or something yeah speaking for um some way bridging the gap between the known and unknown um could be that too um so um i got to kind of uh, kind of prudently gauge um so that uh, while there may be thought lines here it's in having discussions that we would uh, actually arrive at uh, appreciating values and uh, not just being carried away by one person's uh, perception of things but i'm also speaking this because 2020 to 2000 to now you know we've, with the corona thing a lot of people have died i i don't think that's so so nice thing so i don't know how much uh, what i'm perceiving um i know there's a certain severity that i've been noticing at at 1 o'clock it used to not be so dense that i just zonk off like that so um so if somebody's kind of uh, i thought it was of female voice yeah uh, but then i also perceive it as the there's a angry uh, feminine side and um angry masculine side uh, which i've been calling as the guru or uh, in terms of the movie turning red it, uh, turning red it's been called as a red panda you know um an aspect of us um uh, whom we whom we um we kind of either ignore or um, uh, don't know how to appreciate well enough we, we don't know to respect the unknown and hence we may be um not standing by doing the right things and not uh, kind of having the courage by which to stand uh, stand by doing the right things and hence we may be playing small yeah playing it small and uh, um not really doing what we are capable of uh, if only we could uh, stand by doing the right things which is what medicine intelligence is about as an as an enterprise which is why i'm also making this podcast um to make aware that our river of unmindfulness also has aspects of that parts of us like the red panda uh, in the movie turning red the women were um giving up or so to speak if that's a word on their red panda um and that i think is the eve and the adam so to speak within each of us uh 
um, and because of several kinds of prejudices against what Eve is or what Adam is, um, within us is the divine masculine feminine. There are different words by which we are calling this, but we may be ignoring our we may be you know, we, okay our higher self, what has been called as a higher self, may be an aspect of the Eve or the Adam. Yeah, it's and it may not be just Eve or Adam, but it, but it may actually be Eve and Adam, because with each person is uh, um, a seed of life. A seed is okay, nature and nurture coming together. Yeah, it are keeping it together. So we may be ignoring the higher self because of what uh, it demands of us, or rather, and it most certainly would demand of us to do the right things, stand by our conscience, um, and. Uh, um, and that may include, but not be limited to, um, paying more attention, more effort at um, putting our heart, soul into the work we do, uh, uh, and not just uh, you know um, what they call as mediocrity or just scratching the surface and living uh, anyhow life when we when we can actually put our heart and soul to it and make so much better out of our everyday activities it's also been said that you know even if you're digging a hole in the ground you can uh, uh, find nirvana but we may be dealing with uh, when you're doing it when you're doing the right things when you're doing how um, how it is congenial conducive to life then you would find nirvana but we may be dealing with a lot of sukha and dukkha issues because we may not be paying as much attention to doing the right things in our everyday activities we may just be in a you know, a pune, for example, uh, or, uh, um, or, or software engineer, yeah, or uh, um, a student, or a homemaker, but we may not be doing um, everything that we can from the station of life we have, we are in, we are employed in, and hence, uh, we may not be putting the best and you know doing the right things by which to become the best at what we are doing right now. And hence, we may not be finding nirvana. In the sense, we are not going beyond the churnings of sukha and dukkha. You know, kind of remaining the same place and, th and then saying, why me? Why is this happening to me? And then you say, you know, karma and all of that stuff. And, you know, um, but instead we could, um, but not quite seeing how karma is also having two aspects. One is um, as a, a balancer, um, equalizer. Another is as a teacher. Karma is also a teacher. When you pay attention to, you're having the same patterns over and over. And if you're not learning from the patterns, um, paying attention to patterns and then saying, uh, you know, when I'm doing this, this is happening. When I, when I don't do this, then something else happens. So you may not be appreciating karma as a teacher um, by which you can actually change what you are experiencing. Um, um, in terms of your sukha dukkha, yeah, and uh, hence not going beyond or not finding liberation from the tight spot you may be in, yeah. So, um, um, so I hope this gives some pause for thought. So I'm going to um, pause now. Um, it's just another recording. I was thinking I'll do another recording in the evening because I noticed a certain very interesting pattern. Um, this is around uh, after six for sure, um, but that is, uh, I think people tend to pray. The morning times, I think, there tends to be some aspects of the 
you know the yoga people and you know all this positive affirmations and all those things so that has an effect on you know how i'm perceiving things are like you know really difficult it's a certain kind of a difficulty because we tend to breathe in very perhaps in medical terminology it's called as hyperventilation but we may be calling that as you know healthy breathing so which is why i often keep saying you know we don't know several aspects of our mouth from our anus yeah uh, but uh, that's one part um another thing is uh, um and then uh, and then evening after 6 i see several effects of this what we call as praying yeah there are different kinds of prayers maybe people are doing or is it prayers or different kinds of practices after 6 to have a positive attitude because in the evening i think there is more uh, after sunset it's more dark kind of yeah but uh, maybe when when people may be experiencing tamas or a little um sluggishness and then what people do to go beyond the challenges from there um so if any of the stock is going to bring some perspective to how you may be praying and how that may be having an effect on a, um yeah, a state of well-being yeah pretty interesting So uh, I will try one at that time too. So thank you for listening.